Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Some good news. Pretty much for travelers this long weekend, WestJet just managed to avert a strike. They reached a last-minute deal with the pilots in the early hours of yesterday. So what did the pilots want? What did they get? And what does it mean for us the next time we fly? Dr. Geraint Harvey is a professor of human resource management at Western University, specializes in labor issues, especially in the aviation industry, and we have him here. Uh, Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Harvey. Oh, you're good to be welcome, and thank you for the invite. All right, so let's talk about the pilots, what they what they got, what they wanted. Because when I grew up, a pilot it always seemed like a very glamorous job, almost a superhero in some ways. It was, and it was also seemed like they were paid very well. Uh, is that a reality, or is that something that has faded with time? It was the same with me. Um, you know, thirty years ago. Uh, maybe a little more. This this was a profession that was very secure, very well paid. It was a prestige job that people wanted to do. Sadly, uh, along with deregulation, these things have changed. This is not that kind of job anymore. And that's why we're seeing um, a supply problem for these people. And that's why we see in situations like we've, we've had in WestJet. And sadly, I suspect it won't just be west yet where we we see these kind of problems emerging yeah and it seems like something that happens in all careers you know like i think of projectionists at movie theaters uh they used to have to be the scientists who could work these huge machines and now it's just using a computer but the thing with pilots is that they're in charge of a plane, so it seems a little bit more important. And do you think that there is there there's kind of a, a, a disconnect between how important and how important it is for this job to be about safety and what these people are, are being paid and how they're being treated? I think it's a, a very important point. You know, when you, you're doing this kind of job, you have responsibility for hundreds of, of lives. You know, the the, the reference to, to souls, you know, all your passengers. It's a huge responsibility, and mistakes here can be catastrophic. It, it can lead to fatalities. Unfortunately, it's an incredibly safe industry, but that's thanks in no small part to the professionalism and training of, of these people. And in, a, in some ways, they're like elite athletes. Um, their career can be over in a heartbeat because the industry requires such high levels of um, physical and mental health but as soon as there are any problems, that license is gone. And when you think about how much money these people invest and how much time they invest, you know, you're talking about $100,000 or thereabouts to, to get a commercial license and the amount of time. And that can be over, as I say, in a heartbeat. And, and the, the, unfortunately, the pay and the conditions have, have just been eroded over time, certainly over the last 30 years. That is just, it's changed. It's no longer this draw for the, the strain and, and all of these kind of negative aspects of the job um, that's involved. 
Yeah, and I, I guess flying a jet, a passenger jet today is very different from flying a passenger jet 25 years ago. Uh, what do you say to, to people who say, well, these planes are, are foolproof? The automation is so effective that, uh, that it's not as important. The, the pilot doesn't play as important a role as, as he or she used to. Well, we unfortunately in the industry, as safe as it is, and it is a hugely safe mode of transportation, um, there are very few accidents in this industry. But we have seen some um, uh, some accidents in, in the last, certainly the last five to ten years, and, and there have been um, at least some um, technological issues involved, and maybe it's some, some element of um, pilot involvement as well. But this idea that these things are wholly automated that you don't need somebody in the flight deck is is simply you know is is simply not true you know this is this is a highly a high reliability industry you need professionals in that flight deck because you know if something happens you need somebody who can cope with that problem so as automated as it it becomes as uh, as high tech as it becomes this professional in the flight deck is going to be necessary, and we, we've we've got proposals currently being discussed about the um, the single pilot operations. You know, reducing the numbers from from two to one. Um, I can't see that happening anytime soon. There are huge objections, and understandable and reasonable object, objections to that happening. But even still, you know, acknowledging how far technology has gone, this is still um, nonetheless demonstrating the need not only for somebody in that flight deck, but somebody, a remote pilot to support. Um, as I say, whether we will actually see single pilot operations, I, I can't see it anytime soon, but that still acknowledges the huge importance these people play in the aircraft. Yeah, and you were saying single pilot operation. And from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, that there would be a co-pilot during takeoff and landing, but that co-pilot would go and rest for the rest of the flight. Is that how that works? Yeah, well, there's a number of proposals underway um, where support might be provided um, either on approach, on takeoff, or during the flight if there is incapacitation or if there are other problems. Um, so there are a number of different discussions underway in terms of, of who is required and, and when they're required um, and so on. But I think at the heart of this, and this is you know where the concern is for somebody who doesn't particularly like flying, like myself, I'm not a particular fan of getting getting on the aircraft. I want to know that there are there is that level of of skill at the front if there's a problem. Yeah, fair enough. We're talking to Dr. Geraint Harvey, a professor at Western University, specializing in labor issues, especially in the aviation industry. So tell me, what did the pilots want that they weren't being offered and what did they get? Well, the, the second question um, I can't answer because the details haven't been, to my knowledge, at least haven't been um, publicized. Um, in terms of what they wanted, uh, I think pilots at the airline were, were asking for an improvement in terms of remuneration because terms and conditions across the board, uh, not just in WestJet and not certainly not just for pilots, have deteriorated over, over the last 30 years. So there was, there was a, a question of pay and the pay is variable depending on the location of the pilot. I mean, the comparison south of the border is often made I and mean, it's a different context and comparisons are very difficult and fraught with problems, but there is a huge difference in terms of 
of salaries and terms and conditions. But there were other factors with WestJet, which has grown phenomenally. When we think this, this airline was set up in the 90s as a low-cost airline, has now absorbed swoop, is now flying, was flying just in the, in the west of Canada, is now flying routes, international routes, a much bigger entity than it was. Um, and as a result of having this, this subsidiary as part of the airline, there is... Um, or at least what, and I don't know whether this will exist after the, the agreement, but almost a two-tier system in place because it depends on who you're flying for, whether it be Swoop, whether it be um, whether it be WestJet, then that would determine the, the terms and conditions of employment. Now, that is a real concern for employees because it can be used in order to, uh, as a threat, it can be used in order to get concessions from staff. And I'm not for one minute um, saying that that was the case, but it can be used and it is a concern. Then there's also the, the, the major concern in terms of the um, pilot attrition at the airline. So WestJet has lost hundreds of pilots over the last few years, which then makes a problem in terms of scheduling for those pilots who remain. So what the pilots were looking for was, you know, some level of stability in terms of um, scheduling and rostering. They were looking for improvements uh, to the, the terms and conditions of employment. And, and one of the myths I, I really would like, and, I, and every one of these interviews I've done, Pilots in Canada are not paid astronomical amounts. This is not a very well-paid group looking for more money. That's not the case. For everything that's involved in this job, it's it's not a phenomenally well-paid job. So you've got those those um, uh, those you've got those three aspects of the job that pilots were looking for improvements on. Right. And so what does this mean for us, for passengers? Um, I, I, this is kind of a vague question, but uh, do you think this is a win for Canadian airline passengers? It's a really important question. Um, I think that this agreement, obviously there are some passengers who have been affected by the cancellation of flights because of the um, lockout. Um, there are some people who have, who have been affected. There's a lot of disaffection. I've seen it in the news. People are really upset. Um, I think for, for WestJet going forward, I think this has provided um, some level of stability and, and should give some consumer confidence in terms of, uh, of what you know, the, the stability of operations is in the short term. I suspect um, not just in Canada but elsewhere, we will see a lot more of um, these kind of um, actions undertaken as employees, you know, we've seen what the pandemic has done. Lots of people have, have given up their job. They've, you know, life's too short. There are things that are more important. Now, the one thing with the airline industry, it needs a certain level of staff in order to safely operate. And so this can create a major problem for airlines. So I suspect we will see more of this elsewhere in the industry. Let's hope um, not in Canada, but we may well see um, more of these disputes and more disruption. Yeah, and it's definitely an industry that seems to be getting a, a bad rap from the public. And uh, hopefully our relationship with uh, flying will become a little more friendly over the next few years. Well, yeah, and it's in all fairness to, to the people operating in this industry, it is incredibly complex. This is not a straightforward industry to, to manage. There are so many complex parts of this industry that, you know, I, I can understand people's frustration. Uh, I'm certainly not, you know, denying people that, but this is such a complex industry. And, and the one thing that, that surprised everyone, I think, 
when the pandemic ended and, and commercial airspace opened, what did we see? We saw, um, I think it was called revenge travel. These people had this pent-up right. desire. To, and as soon as they opened airspace, what did we see? Full aircraft. And that caused a major problem as well. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.